0: I put out polls regularly on my YouTube community feed, asking for feedback, asking for opinions and insights and views from people like you, subscribers on my channel. And not long ago, I posted a poll or question on my channel and the results of this poll truly shocked me. The question was, do you consider yourself a victim of retroactive jealousy? And I haven't looked in a couple of weeks, but last time I checked, the response was something like 75%, around three quarters of people who responded to this poll said, yes, I feel like a victim of retroactive jealousy. Now you may have a very different interpretation of the word victim than me. I generally have a pretty negative association uh, with the word victim. I think thinking like a victim is extremely dangerous. And that's why I'm recording today's video. In today's video, I'm gonna share four steps to stop thinking like a victim Even if you think you don't need this video, I think this could be extremely important for any retroactive jealousy sufferer. My name is Zachary Stockhill and since 2013, I've helped thousands and thousands of men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy, and save their relationships. If you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So the first step to stop thinking like a victim is deceptively simple, or at least it appears simple on the surface, but it's actually really deep and complicated. The first step is simply to ask yourself, what do I gain by continuing to feel like a victim, by continuing to think like a victim? What am I getting out of this mindset? What are some of the benefits? You may hear me say that and want to throw your phone across the room and call me names and send me nasty emails and all the rest. I don't care. Human beings are motivated by incentives, right? We're incentivized to make certain choices, to adopt certain perspectives, to adopt certain ideologies, often ideologies and perspectives that don't actually serve us, that aren't actually going to get us where we actually want to go. And your beliefs, even some of your limiting beliefs, even some of your unhelpful beliefs are serving some kind of purpose in your life. There's a reason you're believing these things. There's a reason you're adopting certain perspectives. And frequently, people with a victim mentality, people who are thinking and feeling like a victim, gain a certain comfort from feeling like a victim. Because when you feel powerless, it gives you an excuse to not do anything, to not take action. It gives you an excuse to throw up your hands and say, these are the cards I've been dealt. I can't do anything about this. I'm powerless. So I guess I just have to, you know, make the best do with what I have. That kind of thing. This is just one example, but there's many benefits, I would imagine, that thinking like a victim is playing in your life. Try to really focus. You can journal. You can go off and meditate and really think about this question. What am I gaining by engaging in this behavior that clearly isn't helping me? By engaging in this behavior that clearly isn't going to get me to my intended destination? A quick note on that. If you're a retroactive jealousy sufferer, hopefully your intended destination is freedom from retroactive jealousy is clarity and peace of mind. And if you want to get to that destination, thinking like a victim will get you nowhere. I hope I've made that point clear by now, but just in case uh, you haven't heard me say it before, I think it's important to include in this video. The second step to stop thinking like a victim is to ask yourself another absolutely crucial question. And you have to be so honest with yourself when you answer this question. The question is, what is the worst case scenario if I don't change my mindset? if I keep going down this road, if I keep following the path that I'm currently taking that clearly isn't getting me to my intended destination, that clearly isn't getting me where I want to go. If I keep thinking like a victim, what's the worst that could happen? And again, you need to get very clear and very vivid and detailed when you answer this question for yourself. When I've made mistakes in life, when I've been locked into a certain mood or, you know, a certain perspective, clearly isn't serving me i've asked myself this question many times and often the answers are kind of scary because here's the interesting thing we know ourselves pretty damned well especially if we're in our 20s and 30s we know ourselves pretty well hopefully we know our strengths we know our weaknesses we know our demons and the clearer you can get about what will happen to you and what will happen to the people you love and what will happen to your life if you don't change your current mentality if you don't change your perspective The more clear you can get about this stuff, the more motivation you'll have to change your thinking, to start challenging some of your limiting beliefs. So sit down with yourself and really think about this. For you, if you don't change your victim mentality, if you don't start taking different actions, if you don't start pursuing a new path, if you don't change some of your limiting beliefs, what is the worst that could happen? For some people, that might involve a breakup or a divorce or more months or years of misery and frustration and pain. It could involve losing your marriage, losing your house, losing your family. I don't know, And you know, everyone's gonna have different answers to this question. The point is to really spend time thinking about this because it's a very good motivator in life whenever you're dealing with a serious challenge. Step three is to adopt uh, one of my favorite principles from Stoic philosophy. You've probably heard me talk a lot about Stoicism on this channel. Maybe my wonderful YouTube editor can put a, a card above my head With my video on stoic philosophy and how that can help you overcome retroactive jealousy how stoic philosophy can help you overcome obsessive jealousy but step three is borrowing one of the fundamental ideas one of the fundamental precepts from stoic philosophy which is as much as humanly possible always try to focus on what is within your sphere of influence what you can control what you have power over And as much as possible, and this is easier said than done, but it's essential, as much as possible, try to disregard everything else, literally everything else. Disregard everything that is outside of your control, that is outside of your sphere of influence. So maybe you can't control the fact that you struggled with retroactive jealousy for the past four, five, six months, one year, two years. Some people struggle with this for decades. That time is gone. You can't do anything about that as much as you might regret those times, as much as you may regret some of the choices you made in the past, as much as you may regret your current circumstances, those days are past, you know, those days are gone. You can't do anything about that. What can you do? You can do a hell of a lot right now. You can start making different choices right now. You can acknowledge clearly that whatever you're doing right now is not working. It's clearly not getting you to your intended destination. You can make better choices in your relationship. If you're struggling with retroactive jealousy and you're taking it on your partner, you can stop. You can completely decide, you know what, I'm never gonna ask them any more questions about this stuff. It's driving us crazy, it's driving her crazy, it's driving him crazy, as the case may be. You can read a new book, you can take a course, you can watch more of my free YouTube videos if you don't wanna invest in my products and services. The point is, do something do something different is the point that i'm trying to emphasize here and always try to focus on what you can control and as much as possible disregard everything else because what's the alternative people who rant and rave all day about politics and all this nonsense that has no bearing on their own life that they have zero power and control over meanwhile You know, they're ranting on Facebook all day, but their own lives, their own personal lives, their own professional lives are a complete nightmare. They're a complete mess because they're wasting all of their energy focusing on things they have no power over, no control over. It's a complete waste of time. You don't wanna be one of those people. Focus on what you can control. The fourth and final step to stop thinking and feeling like a victim is to always, as much as possible in any moment, try to practice gratitude. And i realize you know i can hear the objections already zach that's easier said than done yes it is welcome to life many things that are important are easier said than done right i'll share a very brief story about my own experience of practicing gratitude in some extremely difficult circumstances and it's been five years almost five years now but it's still difficult for me to to talk about when my mother died Far too young, you know, about five years ago, uh, I was devastated, I was heartbroken. It was the worst months of my life. Uh, I, <laughs> I can't even get into it now. It was the worst period of my life. Suffice it to say that it was extremely uh, wrenching and just awful. What helped me get through that time to a considerable extent, even when it was extremely difficult to do so, was practicing gratitude. Because I lost my mother. And in my opinion, far too young in age, and she was a wonderful person and yada, yada, yada. You know, I, I could go on and on about her for hours, but I won't. The point is, in the midst of my pain, in the midst of my grief, in the midst of my despair, I was very angry about the fact that you know, other people, why, why was it my mother? Why, God, did you take my mother? And I knew I had to start practicing gratitude because I lost my mother when I was, I think, 29 years old. But guess what? I had an absolutely incredible mother for 29 years. And that's a hell of a lot more than most people unfortunately i had an absolutely wonderful mother for the first part of my life for my first 29 years what a crazy gift what an incredible gift that i was lucky enough to have in my life and believe me this kind of practicing gratitude even when i was feeling like a victim of circumstance of death of of grief even when i was feeling like this kind of victim what really helped me overcome that was simply trying to practice gratitude trying to remember and be grateful for all the wonderful gifts my mother gave me while she was alive, rather than focusing on the fact that she was gone. Now this is an extreme example, obviously. My point is to merely suggest that you really can practice gratitude in incredibly difficult moments, even in moments when you feel like you don't have anything to be grateful for, because there's always something to be grateful for. If you're watching this video, you have the internet. Wow, what a miracle that is. You have the means to afford a smartphone or a computer or a laptop or whatever. Again, that's another miracle. If you're struggling with retroactive jealousy, you have a relationship. You probably have an incredible person in your life who cares for you and you care for them. What an incredible gift that is. I'm sure you could list, you know, a hundred more things that you can be grateful for right now in this moment, even if it feels difficult. There's always something to be grateful for. Always.